You're listening to the Confident Live Marketing Podcast. Well, hello, hello, hello. Ian Oster Gray here for the seventh bonus edition of the Confident Live Marketing Show as we go up to episode 200 and the fourth anniversary of this podcast. We're going into the archives and I'm going looking at the interviews I had with some amazing guests over the first 199 episodes. Well, in today's episode, we're talking about podcasting and audio. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you'll know that it's not just about live video, it's about the repurposing. And I'm a massive fan of podcasting. If you're listening to this, you'll know that. I think there's a huge amount of power in podcasting. And I was hugely honored and blessed to be able to interview two amazing podcasters and podcasting experts, none other than Mark Asquith, who he does lots of different things, but he's particularly well known at the moment as being the co-founder of Captivate FM, the amazing podcast host uh, that so many podcasts are using for their hosting. And I was their first ever customer, apparently, uh, which is exciting. And also Colin Gray, who is from the podcast host uh, website. And he's also got this amazing tool called Alitu, which helps you edit and produce your podcast. So you definitely need to check that out at iag.me forward slash Alitu. And of course, Captivate FM is iag.me forward slash Captivate, both affiliate links. So if you do purchase any of those, I will get a bit of a cut. But uh, let's go and uh, ask Colin about getting the best gear really for podcasting. A lot of people, I, I don't actually think this is the most important thing, but audio does matter. The te- you know, the technical side of things does matter. I think there are other important questions to ask, but uh, let's ask Colin about that, about getting started with the right tech. So if you're getting started with podcasting, what kind of gear would you recommend? Yeah, so I do recommend, despite the fact that I love all sorts of complicated gear, I do recommend keeping it really simple to start with. So the best thing you can do is make it so that it's just plug and play. All you do is stick it into your computer, you record directly, and you don't have to worry about anything else. One of the biggest mistakes I see people making is thinking they have to get pro audio right away. So they go out and buy a mixer and digital recorder and an XLR and a dynamic mic or something like that. And it's all, the more bits you have in there, the more likely it is that something will break or even just one of the settings will be off and you'll end up spending your 30 minute podcasting time just trying to set up your gear and you never get it done. So that's rubbish. So the best, a couple of good USB mics to recommend to begin. USB mic, meaning it could just plug right into your laptop, right into your computer. You can record directly into say Skype like this, using Ecamm to record a call or directly into something like Audacity or Audition, which are both audio recording and editing programs on your computer. So the Samson Q2U is a great microphone, a little USB mic, plugs right in. It's a handheld mic, so you get a stand with it when you buy it on Amazon, or you can buy yourself a boom arm. So a boom arm is one of those stands that kind of clips to the side of your desk and it can move around a lot. You can push it out the way. So it just makes it really convenient to record. And again, simplicity again making it so easy to just hit the record button and just get your show out there that's the key to being consistent and getting it out there week after week if you do want to upgrade so going from a standard usb mic the samsung q2u the one i've got in front of me here the rode podcaster is a great mic really good quality like professional quality audio really but straight into a computer really easy really simple yeah it's so 
tempting, isn't it, just to want to upgrade the tech uh, and go for the mixers. You know, I've got a Rodecaster Pro 2, which looks very nice and shiny, but it's not for people who are getting started. Uh, if you do want to get, if you do want the, the kit, you've got a couple of options. You know, you, you can buy it if you have the budget and then you have to spend a lot of time working out how you do that. Or you hire somebody like me, I can uh, I can give you some consultations on how to set it all up and the right gear to, you know, to buy for your uh, studio. But for a lot of people just starting off, if they're bootstrapping their, their, their business and their content and their podcast and their live shows, then just start off with something simple. As Colin said, the Samsung, it's not Samsung, it's Samsung, S-A-M-S-O-N, Q2U is a great microphone to get started with. I highly recommend that. If you're wanting to upgrade later, there are loads of different options. I have the Heil PR40. I'm going to be going back to the archives and, and be looking at the interview with Michelle Levitt in the future, who is from Heil, and we'll talk about the different types of microphones. But yeah, just keep things simple. Uh, so let's talk about repurposing. Now, obviously, I'm a big believer in creating content, starting with live and then repurposing that into your podcast and into social uh, social channels and into blog posts and all that kind of stuff. But it's not for everyone. Not everyone, uh, or the, the, there are some times when that's not necessarily going to be the best strategy. And so I'm definitely not one for saying you need to do this. You need to start with live and you need to repurpose it into all of these things. And I was really interested in Mark Asquith's take on this because Mark is like, he is a hardcore podcaster. He also does live video as well, but I did notice he, the strategy was different. And so I was asking Mark about his take on this. So let's go back and listen to Mark. Repurposing a live show into a podcast, it has its Obviously, it has its advantages, which we've talked about, but there are some downsides. And I think I have to think, I had to think really clearly, carefully in terms of the structure of the show. So it works from a podcasting point of view. Because if I talk with my live audience so much, it ends up being perhaps boring for the podcast listener. So actually, thinking about, you've got to think about three audiences. You've got to think about your live audience, your replay audience, and your podcast audience as well. And that can be a bit tricky, but yep, what's your view on that? And obviously there's positives, but there's maybe some downsides too. <clears throat> yeah, great question, man. And I think, <clears throat> excuse me, what I tend to do with this is I will only ever live stream and repurpose that into a podcast episode if I'm ever at an event. So I'll take out the P4 or the P8 from Zoom and I'll take out the couple of mics that, I've, that I carry around with me to events. And I will sit down and I'll say, I'm here with Ian Anson, great social media marketing world. This is a bonus episode of the Podcast Accelerator you're going to hear things in the background. We're going to get Ducker walking past and saying something. We're going to get these things happening. That is, that's the way that I do it because I personally think that those three audiences present their own types of challenge. And I think there's nothing wrong with doing that. And I think the way that you do it is fantastic. However, I will just underpin that with the decision about what goal you're trying to achieve. So just to give you some insight into this, we do the same with YouTube. So what we do on our YouTube channel is we, we take my podcast accelerator. So I run a 10 minute per episode show twice a week, which is a podcast. And it's, it basically helps you to design, create and market your podcast. That's what it does. It teaches that in 10 minutes an episode. A Monday episode is me talking about a topic. And then the Friday episode is a question from the audience. And 
what's really interesting about that is that we actually thought to ourselves, this is easy. We've got a studio at Sheffield. We've got the lighting rig. We've got everything we need to make a fantastic looking YouTube video. Why don't I just, and I've got the roadcaster. So now if I do it here, you'll hear that I'll play the audio and you'll hear my intro music coming in. So we've got that. We've got all that gear. Why don't we just do it as a YouTube video? And we got it wrong because what we did was we sat me down and I recorded my accelerator live. I recorded it on the roadcaster. I played the music live and it worked for the podcast. And the first 10 videos we put out, people were like, dude, this is great content, but holy, I hate the music. Like, why is it so long and loud? And why is the structure different? Why is there a pre-roll on it? And le legit, we had these comments hammered out. So we pivoted it. So what I now do is I'll record the episode. I'll do the same set of recording. So I'll record the video on the DSLR and record the podcast episode at the same time. But just as you said, mate, what I did and what I do now is I'll intro the content, do the pre-roll, and then almost restart the episode with a lead-in after the pre-roll ad so that the editor can then chop it up. And we get the same outcome, but it's dedicated to the right audience. So the podcast gets the podcast and the YouTube channel gets the YouTube video. That's the same content, but it starts at a slightly different place and it's edited slightly differently. So that's a huge lesson. The goals and back to those three audiences, because people want so many different things, the YouTube audience wants a YouTube experience. They don't want a podcast experience and vice versa. The big thing that you've got to understand is why are you doing what you're doing? So if I'm a Star Wars podcast, I run a Star Wars show predictably called Spark of Rebellion. And the goal of that podcast is to be a podcast. It's not to be a brand that is omni-channel. It's not to be a brand that is on YouTube, that is producing videos and high-class commentary or to provide speculation. It's not anything like that. It's just a podcast. Conversely, the Accelerator, my show, is intended to be a brand. It's intended to have different goals to just a podcast, and that is to increase our brand reach across the board. So these two podcasts, they're delivered by the same mechanism, RSS through Captivate into Apple and Spotify and Google and Amazon, but they've got different goals. So Spark Rebellion, we don't do on YouTube because our KPI, our metric that we want to push up is the downloads. Whereas the thing that you're doing right now and the thing that much of your audience will do and the thing that I do with the Accelerator is I want to attract people horizontally. I want to attract people on every platform to come into the ecosystem without them having to think, what's a podcast? Why, am, why do I need to listen to a show? I'm just, why can't I get it on YouTube? So I think that depends. I think it depends on the audience that you're trying to attract and in particular your goals. So again, just to summarize that, if you want to build your download numbers, and gain sponsorship on a great level for your show, don't repurpose, don't live stream it, don't do it anywhere else. Make that the only place you can get it via a podcast. If your goal is to build an entrepreneurial brand, a personal brand, to increase your reach on a wider basis, then be in as many places as you can. And that's where repurposing comes in. But I think you nailed it. You know, the show design is vital because you can't just record a podcast and publish it to YouTube. You simply just can't do that. I love that, what he said, what Mark said there about the the different strategies that you can have. And there's something really to be said for making your podcast exclusively just a podcast, not repurposing it. That could, that can be a really good strategy, but it depends what you're at, what you what your goal is really. Uh, and so I think don't just 
do repurposing for the sake of it. Think about what your goal is. And uh, I would listen to that again, what Mark said, and just uh, put it on repeat a few times because I think what he said there is really, really powerful stuff. Well, we're out of time again. Uh, I'm trying to make these nicely short and punchy. Uh, let me know what you think of the format. You know, as we, as I think about going to episode 200 plus, should I make them shorter? Should I make them longer? I would love to know from you. Let me know what you think. But that is it for this week. And until next time, I encourage you to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of Confident Live Video. See you soon. Bye. Thanks for watching the Confident Live Marketing Show with Ian Anderson Gray. Make sure you subscribe at iag.me forward slash podcast so you can continue to level up your impact, authority and profits through the power of live video. And until next time, toodaloo. toodaloo.